So good morning, listeners, and welcome to Sacred Space 102 FM, which is a Come and See Inspirations production, being produced here in our Come and See studio here in Ada. And it's the 29th of uh, November. It's the first Sunday in Advent. What some people could say, and maybe Shane might say in a minute when I introduce him, Happy New Year. But anyway, my name is John Keeley, and help me to produce the programme again this morning is Shane Ambrose. Good morning to you, Shane, and Happy New Year, liturgically good speaking. Good morning, John, and Happy New Year. Now, before people start reaching for the telephone number, of course, the telephones to call the men in the white coats, of course, we should clarify we are talking about a liturgical New Year. It gets me out of trouble. <laughs> but, <laughs> But in the meantime, we do, of course, as usual, we want to welcome our listeners who are housebound. Those who are lonely and struggling, especially these days now in times of restrictions. We do remember you, and thank you indeed for remembering us and supporting us in prayer, because I know you let us know that, and thank you so much for that. Our programme is broadcast at West Limit 102 Local Radio at 10am and 11pm each Sunday. And the podcasts of Sacred Space 102 FM are just some of the Come and See Inspiration podcasts available for playback and download via the internet. So really, if you just Google Come and See Inspirations, you'll find us there. It's comeandseeinspirations.budgepad.com. But just Google Come and See Inspirations and you get us there. And you can also get us if you are if you are logged into Spotify, iTunes, or any Google podcast reader, any other platforms. So that's comeandseeinspirations.budgepad.com. As usual, our program will have Saints for the Week, and Shane might share those for us in a few seconds. But just to give you some contact details, our contact by text is 087-6088-667. That's 087-6088-667. Or you can email us and come and see inspirations at gmail.com. All one word, come and see inspirations at gmail.com. Or text 087-6088-667. Now, Shane, Saints for the Week and Liturgical Year and all the rest of it, it's the first Sunday in Advent. Yeah, so as we said at the top of the programme, today is the first Sunday of Advent and we switch into a new liturgical year. So this year we are going to be accompanying the Gospel of St. Mark as we as we progress throughout the liturgical year. And as John said, you know, it's the first Sunday. So uh, for those of us praying the Psalter, we're on week one, obviously enough. It's the start of the new liturgical year. So you start at the start with the Psalter. And in addition to that, of course, the prayers for um, Advent are proper for the season, which means they're, they're set. They're, they're, you know, that you don't have to be messing around too much with them. Saying that, however, we do have a couple of celestial guides. Uh, so we'll just go through those now for the coming few days. So, Monday is the 30th of November, and it is the feast day of St. Andrew the Apostle. St. Andrew, of course, the brother of Simon Peter from the village of Bethsaida uh, in near Galilee. And he originally was an apostle or disciple, rather, of John the Baptist. And it was he that led his brother to encounter the Lord. Very much, of course, associated um, with Peter as his brother. Uh, tradition is he suffered martyrdom by crucifixion on an X-shaped cross which is why you get the St. Andrew Saltair, very much, of course, associated with the flag of Scotland. Not, there is, it's not quite clear why St. Andrew is the patron of Scotland, but he's up there like St. Patrick is for ourselves. He's also the patron saint of Russia and fishermen. And in particular today, of course, we remember the, the patriature of Constantinople and his beatitude Bartholomew I, the ecumenical patriarch, 
Today is the feast day of that uh, that community in Istanbul, in Turkey, much like the feast day of St. Peter and Paul on the 29th of June is for the Latin Church. The 1st of December is the feast day of St. Edmund Campion. Edmund Campion is one of the 40 martyrs of England and Wales, and he died by being hung, drawn and quartered on the 1st of December in 1581 at Tyburn in London. Relics of him, to be fair, are all over the shop. They're in Rome, they're in Prague, they're in London, they're in Oxford. Uh, and he was canonised by Pope Paul VI in 1970. Then on the 2nd of December, we have the feast day of Blessed Ivan Shilzuk, I think is how you pronounce the man's name. He's regarded, he celebrates his feast day on the 2nd of December, and it's also celebrated on the 27th of June as one of the martyrs killed under communist regimes in Eastern Europe. He was a Greek Catholic, which means that he was a member of an Orthodox church that was in communion with Rome. He was ordained in 1923. He was a bishop, in, ordained bishop in 45. And then he was arrested in June 45 and sentenced to 10 years in forced labor in Russia, and he died in 1962. Sorry, he was arrested for his fate again in 1962, released in November 1968. And he was repeatedly and routinely interrogated by the KGB until he died in 1973. And he was beatified by John Paul II in 2001. Thursday, the 3rd of December is the feast day of St. Francis Saviour. One of the first seven Jesuits, he died in 1552 and was sent to India by St. Ignatius of Loyola. And he converted many in Goa and later in Japan. And he died later while attempting to go to China. He's one of the patrons to the missions and the missionaries. Now, the interesting thing, John, about Francis Saviour is there's bits of him all over the place. Um, there's hands and feet of him in different parts of the world in terms of his relics, as well as being in Rome at the principal church of the Jesuits in the Jesu. Friday, the 4th of December, is the first Friday of the month for those that are maintaining their observations, uh, or, or devotions rather, and it is the feast day of St. John Damascene. John Damascene died in 749. He's a Syrian Christian theologian and a priest at the monastery of St. Sabbath near Jerusalem, and very much involved with the defense of the icons during a great crisis that arose around the 700s about the defense of religious iconography. And he's held up as a saint. He defended the icons through the gift of the incarnation that we could now see the face of God. On the 5th of December, it's the first Saturday for those observing that devotion, and it's the blessed, it is the feast day of Blessed Philip Rinaldi. Now, Philip Rinaldi, he's an Italian saint. He's a Salesian saint. He met Don Bosco at the age of five and apparently instinctively understood the importance of the future saint. He did consider marriage for a while, uh, but he decided to join the Salesians at the age of 22, and he took his vows in 1880. He was very much uh, a man who looked, who was in charge of the novices, but also late vocations. Director held various positions in the Salesian community, uh, particularly in Spain. He was, and also as a vicar general of the Salesians in 1901. He has succeeded Don Bosco as the rector major, the superior of the Salesians in 1922, and he was the third successor to Don Bosco, and he was the last one to have been trained by Don Bosco himself, and he died in 1931 of natural causes in Turin. Now, John, as it is the beginning of the month, and of course it is the start of the new liturgical year, we take note of the Pope's intentions 
The Pope's prayer intentions for the month of December 2020 is that for a life of prayer, we pray that our personal relationship with Jesus Christ be nourished by the word of God and a life of prayer. So that's the Pope's intentions for December, John. I like that. Shane, thank you very much indeed for that. Very comprehensive. Now, just before we go for and pray our spiritual communion prayer, I just want to again play what I played last week, a recording that I, I made with Mary Kenny from Gianna Care uh, Limerick Outreach. And Mary shared with us about, um, first of all, what they do, an event that's uh, coming up next Saturday. So let's listen to Mary. So today I'd like to welcome uh, Mary Kenny from Giannica Limerick Outreach, who will briefly share with us about the work of Giannica and tell us about a few local events coming up on Saturday, the 5th of December. So good morning, Mary, and welcome to our programme. Good morning, John. Thank you for having me on. It's great to be here. You're welcome. Thank you. So first of all, Mary, who are Giannica Limerick Outreach and what, and what do you do? What do they do? Well, firstly, um, Gianna Care um, is a non-profit organisation that is 100% committed um, to providing compassion and support and information to anyone facing um, an unplanned pregnancy. Services include um, 24-7 telephone support, pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, um, practical and emotional support and financial assistance. At Gianna Care Limerick Outreach, we have trained client support workers to work with um, anyone who um, comes to us with an unplanned pregnancy and we are prepared to support them practically and emotionally. That's what we do here at Gianna Care Limerick Outreach. Many thanks for that. Now, you've got some local events organised. Can you share with us? What, yeah, what yeah, I can, of course. And it's, 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 it's great to be able to organise these events even in times such as these. Um, we've organised four local events um, for Saturday, the 5th of December. And we will be in the public car park beside the train station and the Dare Heritage Centre car park um, from 11 to 12.30. And then from 1.30 to 3, we will be in the commu- we, we will be outside the community centre in Croom and outside Clippers Cuts in Carrick and Leash. OK, that's great. So if you want me to repeat any of that. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we will be in, we will be from 11 to 12.30. We will be in the public car park beside the train station and Adair Heritage Centre car park. And then from 1.30 to 3, we will be outside the community centre in Croom and outside Clippers Cuts in Carrick and Lish. Um, items we need most really include size one and two nappies, um, baby wipes, nappy cream, uh, baby boy and girl clothing, um, cellular blankets and Moses baskets. Mary, that's great. Now, there might be somebody listening. I know we will have a brief time at the moment, but there might be somebody listening who might want to contact Giannica Limerick Outreach. Have you got some contact details, please? Absolutely. And I just want to say as well, John, that like if there's anyone listening that's facing an unplanned pregnancy, um, there's just to know that they're not alone and that we have 24-7 telephone support. Um, and our number is 1811141. Or alternatively, you can email Gianna Care Limerick Outreach at, the, at Gianna Care Limerick at gmail.com. 
And just again, just to spell that, uh, just in case people mightn't be aware. Yeah. Giannica, G-I-A-N-N-A-C-A-R-E, Limerick, gmail.com. That's it. And John, I'm just going to repeat the number. Um, 1800-111-141. So if anyone's listening that's in a non-planned pregnancy, you are not alone and there is help available. Mary Kenny, thanks a lot for just sharing that information with us. Thank you very much, John. Th- thank you for having me on. So at this point of the programme, we might pray our spiritual communion prayer. My Jesus, I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul. I embrace you as already there. I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. So now we'll go for our first bit of music this morning. This one is a bit of Taisy music. We haven't actually played any Taisy music for some time. This one is entitled Ubi Caritas. So join us again in part two, where we're delighted to have join us this morning, Father Chris O'Donnell from Kermanic Parish. Father Chris is going to share his thoughts and a reflection around Advent. So join us again in part two.
So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space 102FM, uh, coming from our Common Sea studio here in Ada. My name is John Keeley, and still joining me is Shane Ambrose, and it's a delight for us to welcome again into our programme, Father Chris O'Donnell. Good morning to Father Chris, how are you? Good morning, I'm good, and how are you? We're good, thanks a lot, Father Chris, for joining us this morning. Father Chris is uh, joining us today to help us to start off our period of journeying through Advent. It's been the first Sunday in Advent. And we asked Father Chris to come on just to share maybe a few thoughts that he might have around Advent. I suppose the first question that I'd ask Father Chris is, some people want to know, what is Advent? Yeah, Advent, I'd always say we we do, we in at Easter we hear the phrase, we are an Easter people and hallelujah is our song. Uh, and I often feel when it comes to this time of year, we are a Christmas people and we kind of, Advent isn't something we, we fully maybe engage with or sometimes fully grasp. And that goes for all of us. You know, we can see it as this sort of passage that we have to journey through uh, to get to Christmas, you know, whereas sadly that would be a diminished way of viewing it. And yet I know I've often done the same myself. But Advent is a season, it's the start of a new year in the church. And uh, it's, a, it's a time where it offers us a chance to reflect and to be reflective and to live a little more deeply and to be more con- maybe aware of time and faith and light and love. And to see then uh, by the time we get to Christmas, uh, hopefully we're even in a better place to enter into the celebration of Christmas. But I fully understand that for people Advent isn't a season that seems to maybe grip them as much as maybe Christmas itself or Easter and so on, you know. And have you got a few ideas maybe as to how maybe we can live through this period as we can? I mean, certain people can do certain yeah. things and certain people not. And people yeah, might there's always... Yeah, and, and see, I suppose with anything in, in life, it, we, we can always make the most of whatever season we're in. And it doesn't make big demands on us. Like the, the first gospel of Advent this year, it's the gospel of Mark. And like in it, it talks about stay awake, sort of, and, and be alert. So phrases like uh, alertness and awakeness, uh, awakeness and so on. So like even if we just reflected a little on that, I suppose we often think that we pass on faith or we pour in faith to others or we give them faith or, or teach them faith. But I think it was probably John O'Donoghue who used to always talk about awakening faith, that actually we, we don't give faith or pass faith or pour faith. In some levels we do, obviously. But largely uh, anything in faith is a, an awakening because it's already in us, Uh, awakening to what is within us and around us. So it's that sort of mindful way of living. Mindfulness is a phrase we hear an awful lot of. But Advent gives us a a chance to actually go, okay, how how awake or how alert to, to the life, to my life am I? Can I just little slow down, even just moments, be be silent and be still or, you know, just reflect on how I'm living. So uh, Advent is a great chance and opportunity to do that, 
to just be a bit more uh, awake and alert to the present moment. It, it reminds me there's a reflection. You see, we're all living in the past or living in the future. And there's a great reflection that talks about, Lord, when I look for you in the past, you're not there because your name is not I was. When I look for you in the future and I think of all that's ahead, I won't find you there either because your name is not I will be. But if I look for you in this moment, I will find you because your name is I am. And I suppose Advent helps us and encourages us to make the most of the present moment. It's the only moment we have. And it's the only moment in which we can encounter and live and, and I suppose, find God as such. So that, like, that doesn't take time. That's just a little mindset shift, finding little pockets to sit or to be or to be still or just to, to bring a bit of awareness to simple things that we're doing every day and invite God into those little bits and pieces of our daily lives. And Father, Father Chris, do you, do you reckon um, in these times that we're living at the moment, times of restriction, that we're not able to be as free as we were before, diverting our attention to other things that, that, that we're, we're just having to slow down a little bit? Does that help us a little bit? Well, yeah, I suppose we've the, the distractions that life normally gives and that and the, the busyness and the noisiness of our lives. Now, God will be in the busyness and the noisiness, thank God. But we may be less attentive and aware of, of God when we're when our lives are busy and noisy. So definitely there there is that chance that we could become we've more opportunities now to be more reflective because all those things that we normally would be busy doing, sadly, we can't. And that's a pity. But also, sadly, I suppose what works against it is maybe there's a lot of anxiety around the current situation that prevents us from kind of taking advantage of these opportunities because we, we're almost, as humans, resisting the struggle that's around us. And then it can be hard to pray and enter into the present moments, particularly when present moments are difficult. But definitely, yeah, there's... There's more of an opportunity there now more than ever, but also at the same time, it can be a bit of a struggle because we tend to resist uh, the challenges in our life. And sadly, I'd always go, the more we resist something, the harder it becomes. So it's about trying to just still find our way into present moments, sit and still and be and just breathe a bit more deeply, you know. Thanks, Father Chris. And, and, and Shane, have you got any few thoughts yourself around... Advent and the start of Advent. Yeah, um, I suppose it's as as Father Chris said. It's 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 the season. It's the liturgical season, which is very much um, overlooked. I think throughout the year, um, in terms of, I suppose the opportunity that it presents to us. Um, I suppose there, there there is a tendency for some people to see it as the Lent of Christmas, if you like, in terms of the preparation. It's not as severe in terms of the, the tradition that's associated with it. And as, as Chris said, it's very much around that whole idea of waiting and even longing. Um, and I suppose when I was reflecting it during the week, there was a couple of things that struck me about it. And one of the facts is that maybe this year, more than any other year, um, we might have a, have a chance or an opportunity to have that idea of longing and waiting for Christmas because of the surreal 
times that we're living in at the moment. And the other thing I suppose that struck me about it was the fact that we seem to have been longing and waiting a long time because when the, the restrictions started, the first lockdown started back earlier in the year, we were actually just into Lent and we didn't really have a chance to celebrate Easter. You know, so we, we've been missing one of the, the liturgical highlights of the year. So as we face into this Christmas, I suppose the, 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 the challenge or the question for people is, you know, how do you see the divine opportunity in what's presented to us? In terms of, there's a way of looking at it, I suppose, that oh, it's the restrictions and complaining and being negative about it and, and, and things like that. But there's also a way, I suppose, of rediscovering what's involved. I came across a great expression during the week, and it's the idea, I suppose, of what's called a holy longing. You know, that we we live in a in a culture, in a society where we're used to getting what we need relatively quickly. But the whole idea, I suppose, in the spiritual tradition is this, you know, this idea of holy longing, because it's not something that happens instantaneous. It's not something, you know, that happens overnight. And the great example, of course, you know, the primary example that's given from a faith perspective is, you know, we long for heaven, but we're here on earth kind of a thing, you know. And, you know, Julian of Norwich calls it a thirst. Uh, Teresa of Avila, she, she called it the wound of love, um, you know, which is propelling us towards God and is meant to draw us back to God. And St. Augustine wrote that the whole life of a good Christian is a holy desire. You know, so it's it's that idea because we're we're longing and capable we're longing to be capable for longing for God, um. You know, by stretching our it stretches our desires, stretches our mind, stretches our you know, and that whole thing that's there. And it, it the challenge for us, I think, at the minute, is as Chris said, it's finding that space and opportunity to be able to still things. And after the year that we've had, I think this Adventus, this Advent. Posts us with a, or poses us with an our ideal opportunity to kind of return to that idea of perpetual yearning and to rediscover that innermost space within our hearts. You know, there's there's a there's a you know we we we've you know we've 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 kind of I suppose been 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 you know, tied up to a certain extent, um, you know, with with different restrictions and on and on for the last couple of while. Um, but I suppose the question for us is kind of how do we see the opportunity in that and see the positivity in that? Because whatever, whatever, I suppose it, it's that whole thing of looking, I suppose, with the the silver lining for every cloud. And when you look to the challenges that we face in life, the question is always, where is the opportunity that God has given us um, within that challenge, um, within that moment, um, you know, within that opportunity for us, as as John Henry Newman said, to have that dialogue with God, heart to heart, and you know, it's 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 an interesting one as well because there's a lot of talk. Oh, we need to have Christmas. We need to have Christmas. We want to have Christmas, and it's, you know, I think we need to kind of take an opportunity or take a moment for ourselves and kind of say, well, hang on a second, guys, you know, it's it's sometimes we have this idea of Christmas in our head. It's a very Dickensian Victorian kind of image and it's all going to be wonderful um, you know but it's still four weeks away stop in the now as Father Chris said you know that it's 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 and see where you are don't be panicking you know 
Um, it, uh, you know, Christmas isn't just the day, it's, it's a liturgical season, depending on how you count it, it's eight days or 12 days. Um, and it was just kind of, look at it this year from the point of view of freedom. And, you know, be relaxed about when things will happen. Don't be fixated on trying to get everything perfect on the day. You know, and, and that whole thing for Advent, it gives us the opportunity to kind of think about us um, and, it, you know, and to reflect on us. Thanks for that, Shane. Um, Father Chris, the, the, the other sort of tradition that we've had in our Catholic Church, and it should be, really we should be doing it more often maybe than what we do, but the other tradition is to try to ensure that we, that we go to the sacraments during the Christmas season. And one of the sacraments that we're encouraged to go to is the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Can you speak to us a little bit of that and its importance this time of the year, Father Chris? Well, yeah, I see it's important. I suppose it's the sacrament I love because I need it so much, unfortunately, and yet fortunately in equal measure. So, yeah, whatever time of the year I'd see it, it's a sacrament of healing. It's a sacrament of letting go. It's a sacrament of grace. People often will have uh, had, sadly, maybe negative experiences or felt judged or shamed and like there's nothing in this sacrament that is about shame or judgment or making people feel less than. It's reminding us that we're we're more than our worst mistake. We're way more than that. So, like at any time of year, the sacrament is is great because it's that opportunity just to to let go and to kind of hear God whisper in and through that sacrament that you are loved and that it's okay, and. Then there's the grace given to help us to be better. And then if you're like me, sadly, you'll find yourself back maybe a week or two later lamenting the same faults and failings in your life. But that grace is still there and that forgiveness and that love. So obviously, if you're trying to prepare and do something different, you know, for Christmas, uh, you know, you could go, do you know what? Advent's going to be a time to take stock, an opportunity to to let go of those things and find that bit of peace and that healing that the sacrament brings. Thanks, Father Chris. And um, maybe there's one little idea, one little thought that you might want to leave the, the listeners with this morning as they begin this journey um, during this time of Advent. With yeah, well, I suppose Shane was talking about that longing within us. It brings us back to that famous Augustine line that we, we all use, that our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And just to, I suppose we need people to remember to be gentle with themselves because like, it's, it's like, it's funny. So many people, John would have said to you, if I get this block of time at home, I'm going to get the garden sorted. I'm going to get the house sorted. I'm going to get this, that and all the others done. And, and then suddenly we found ourselves with this block of time and maybe we weren't able to, to do the things we wanted because I suppose we have to remember that we're living through difficult times. So the opportunities that are there that we kind of would have thought, oh, sure, if I did this, my house will be sparkling. But just to remind people to, to be gentle with themselves in the midst of stuff. And if they can take advantage of that opportunity to, to, to I suppose, uh, deepen their spirit, that that's a good thing. I'll, I'll leave you with two little quotes, if that's okay. Just maybe it may, may or may not help. But Arnold Glasgow, I was talking about awakening because, like, you don't have to go outside yourself to find God. Uh, so it's about awakening what's within you. And Arnold Glasgow, he said, 
when you awaken, you understand three things. That life is more than you think it is. Love is more than you think it is. And you are far more than you think you are. So to be awakened is to live deeper. And maybe during Advent, we could live a little deeper. We could be awakened and realize and understand that life is more than you think it is, that love is more than you think it is, and that you're more than you think you are. So maybe we can just find ways to, to create space for that. And the other little reflection I'll leave you with, we shared it on our Facebook page. I, I, I don't know who sent it to me, but it was lovely. And it says more than enough. So it says, be kind to yourself. Let the bad days go and focus on all of the good days ahead. Life isn't perfect and neither are we. There will be days that don't go to plan and there'll be days that exceed all your expectations. It's all about balance. It's about taking the good with the bad. At any given moment, doing your best is all you can do and doing your best is more than enough. So I suppose in this season, we pray that people will take the opportunities, do their best and know that doing your best is more than enough. And hopefully that there'll be opportunities to, to find growth and light and love during Advent if we just sat and, and breathed a little more and were still a little more. Father Chris, thank you so much for, for those beautiful words just to finish off to share with us. And now we maybe we'll go for our second piece of music. And this one is, uh, it's, by, it's, been, it's by Marty Hogan and this one is entitled Shepherd Me, O Lord. So come back and join us again in part three where we read and reflect on the Word of God.
So welcome back again to the third part of Common Sense. So welcome back again to Sacred Space 102FM. My name is John Kelly. We thank again uh, Father, Father Chris O'Donnell for joining us and sharing those reflections with us this morning and also sharing for helping us to start off our season of Advent. Now we come to read and reflect on the Word of God, the Sunday Gospel. And before that, Shane usually prays this prayer before reading and reflecting on Scripture. Thanks, Shane. Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this word reverently, attentively and humbly. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed and our minds wander, but may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this, Father, in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Shane. So now we'll invite Father Chris to read the Gospel for us for the first Sunday in Advent. Thanks, Father Chris. Thanks, John. So it's a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, Be on your guard, stay awake, because you never know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He has gone from home and left his servants in charge, each with his own task. And he has told the doorkeeper to stay awake. So stay awake because you do not know when the master of the house is coming, even evening, midnight, cockcrow, dawn. If he comes unexpectedly, he must not find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay away. Have you any little thought you might want to share with us, uh, Father Chris, on today's Gospel, please? If I was to share anything on the Gospel, I'd just share you a little story. It was... Uh, during his election campaigns, J.F. Uh, um, Kennedy used to tell a, a story, and it was a story uh, he about J.F.K. Davenport, I think is his name, and and basically uh, it was a story whereby they were this Davenport man, they were having a meeting, and it seemed like there was a, a storm or something awful on the horizon. And everybody was panicking and one saying, look, let's call it a day. You know, there, there's, everything's up in a heap or there's big anxiety. At which he, he said, no, uh, bring in the light. This is what we're doing. Let's get on with it. And I suppose the people learned a valuable lesson from him that day, that he was so convinced in how he was living that even when... The worst happened, like the gospel says, we never know the day nor the hour when our lives will change. Well, our lives will change, but will we have to change? This man was so convinced that he was doing good work 
And even though things around him changed, he didn't feel the need to actually quickly do like the boy doing his homework in the back of the bus last minute. Uh, it's also a similar story was told of St. Francis that he was out weeding the gar garden and he was told what would happen if, um, if he was to find out he'd die. He says, well, that day, he says, well, I could continue weeding his garden. It's that, uh, like, gospel reminds us to live ready, whether, whether our time is up or not, if we're doing our duty, if we're living ready. The best way, I suppose, to, to die in a prepared way is to live uh, as fully as we can. So I suppose that's, that gospel is all about making the most of the present moment, really, you know. Okay, thank you so much indeed for sharing those thoughts with us this morning. So, Shane, any, any thoughts yourself you'd like to share with us, please, on today's gospel? Yeah, I suppose it's 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 an interesting one. Um, liturgically, we are changing gospels. So up to last week, we were journeying through the liturgical year with Matthew. This week, we switch to Mark. Now, John, between yourself and myself, Mark is going to keep us on our toes for the year because um, we, you know when we're trying to do the program, um, you know, it's sometimes handy if the gospel is long. <laughs> But there's no long gospel in Mark because the it's only 16 chapters. The gospel of Matt, Mark is actually very short. And by tradition, it's one of the it's the earliest gospel and um, generally viewed as being the earliest gospel. And by tradition, it is seen to be actually the gospel of the experiences of St. Peter. As Mark is by tradition said to have accompanied Peter throughout his missionary work. So in terms of the, and so, so it's, it's quite short and sweet this week in one sense. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, very abrupt as Mark's gospel tends to be. That we won't have much time for faffing around with Mark. If you read Mark's gospel from the very beginning, it's, um, it's like an, an action, an action uh, film script. You know, if they, were going, if they were going to make a film of the life of Jesus and they wanted it to be kind of a James Bond, they would go with the gospel of Mark. It's sharp quick, short things happening, turns around very, very quickly. But the gospel this week, I suppose, what it says to us, it puts forward the reminder to us that Advent is not just necessarily preparation for Christmas and the coming of the child, Christ child at Christmas, and the longing that's in us, as we said in part two, for that encounter with the divine. It's also very much a reminder to us that Advent is also ultimately about the second coming. And, you know, the fact that Jesus will come again, it's what we say every week in the creed. And so it gives, the church reminds us, it puts this gospel forward to us and quotes, gives us own Christ's own warning to us. You know, be on your guard, stay awake, because you never know when the time will come. And the thing about that is it's not just, I suppose, purely from the point of view of our own preparations for, um, you know, what you know the time that we'll be called by the lord we don't know the time the hour nor the place have you been to confession lately there is something for you to think about as father chris said in the second part of the program um but also i suppose it's the reminder to us that christian faith is not supposed to be something that's lethargic it's supposed to be active uh driving us on something that we're supposed to be consciously concerned with and relational too. I suppose that's one of the things I think that this period, John, over the last couple of months has very much demonstrated to us and challenged us on, that sometimes what we have done when it comes to our faith is very much a matter of routine and habit. And when something becomes routine and something becomes habit, we can do it almost without thinking. So the question for us as we draw into this Advent this year is to think and reflect on that 
um, you know, as well in terms of, you know, the, the, to truly interrogate um, our relationship with God and to look at ways and means whereby we explore that faith and also in ways that are perhaps not the routine that we were comfortable with. Because I think the reality is that while I suppose parts of us are looking to go back to a normal, a new, a normal, the reality is you cannot go back to where you were. You know, um, everything has changed and nothing has changed. But you and I and everyone that has gone through this in the last couple of months, we are not the same people we were last February. Um, you know, we are not the same people that we were, you know, six months ago, three months ago. You know, we've had this experience and nothing will be the same again in many ways. And it's getting used to that idea, I think, that we have to get our heads around. And I think actually from that regard, this week's gospel and the whole season of Advent is an ideal opportunity for us to reflect on it and to think about it. You know, the idea of staying awake because you do not know when the master of the house is coming. Like, and if anything, what this season, what this year has taught us is we do not know when anything will be overturned and thrown on its head and suddenly the ground is cut from under us. And it's looking to that and asking ourselves, what are the basics in life that we need and want? What is the what are the key things in life? And one of those key questions as Christians, which Advent puts towards us, is where are we in our relationship with God and where are we in creating those divine moments? And have we kind of been coasting along on a routine, on a habit? And also asking ourselves the question as we look to the future, which is going to be so different and changed, not purely just because of the vaccine and the, the epidemic, the pandemic and everything else, but also the changing cultural awareness that's there for us in a wider society and the practical changes that are going to be there uh, from a, a church perspective, just thinking and reflecting and praying this Advent and listening again and asking ourselves the question, be on your guard, stay awake, because you never know when the time will come. Thank you for sharing those thoughts with us, uh, Cheyenne. And of course, again, we, we also thank Father, Father Chris for sharing his thoughts with us and the message of the gospel this week. Just one or two little things that just come to my mind. And what come to my mind, it was brought there by reading a reflection that Father Frank Duick uh, shared with the Lecture of Divina group this week. And I thought that some of the thoughts now was something maybe we can all take on board. Uh, thoughts about being being on our guard, maybe by reflecting where life is leading us, by keeping an eye on the bigger picture, looking at life against a broader canvas rather than trying to live according accordingly, by prayer, by striving to live the gospel, values such as love, true justice and so on and so forth. But he says, at the present moment, we're waiting to see how much normality will Christmas bring this year, dominated by COVID-19. What am I waiting for, re-Christmas this year? Do I really want what has become a normal Christmas in our time? Doesn't the present situation present us with an opportunity to have a real Christmas? If we can get to Mass, please God we can, how much of what Christmas is really about will be denied to us by COVID restrictions? Yes, family will not be able to come home for Christmas. will be a big loss for some. But we should try to look at the positives which this year, which this year's um, curtailed ce celebration can bring. 
a good opportunity to reflect on what we're really waiting for. If we wait in hope, it means that we must get not, not, not get stuck in the present. Waiting in hope means that we're aware of our incompleteness in this world. Stay awake, Father Frank just finishes off. I suppose a prayer has to be the mo- I suppose prayer has to be the most important factor in staying awake. Our prayer must be to ask Jesus to come closer this Advent. In a strange way, COVID-19 and how it has stopped us in our tracks slowed everybody down. Might have unwittingly opened up the opportunity for us to move closer to Christ this Christmas than we've ever been for years. Let us strive to bring Christ more fully into our Christmas. I like those few words from Father Frank and, and he shared those with the Lecture Divinity Group this week. And that about brings us to the end of our programme for this morning. With thanks again, Father, Father Chris O'Donnell and Shane. Thanks a lot, Shane, for, for helping me to present the programme this morning and sharing those thoughts with us. Thanks, John. And now we'll go out for our final piece of music. Uh, again, an Advent hymn. I hadn't heard this one before. Um, this is something, one that actually Shane suggested maybe we might go out with. It's a nice little one. It's entitled Little Things with Great Hope. And this is by Messian Cunningham. Little Things with Great Hope. So until next week, for myself and Shane, thank you indeed for joining us. Join us again next week where we will bring yet another guest to help us to share some thoughts and reflections on the month of Advent. So until then, for myself and Shane, God bless you all now. Bye. Bye. Every drink of water
Thank you.